0: You're listening to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast, hosted by Kimberly Fujitaki and Thea Pacheco.
1: Hello Kimberly. Hello Thea.
0: Hello everyone
1: else. Yes.
0: I was kind of being cheeky when I wrote post-pandemic adjustments.
1: Yeah, post yes, p- People keep talking post-pandemic, but we're still we're in, the still, thing of it. We're in emerging pandemic. We're, <laughs> we're in ebb and flow pandemic. We're we yeah. are in, uh, we're still in it. <laughs> endemic, right? Yeah, they're saying that corona will be with us for forever, maybe. So yeah, how do we how do we emerge and adjust with knowing that there are differences in the way that we teach, maybe for some of us and maybe not for some people. I mean, mm-hmm. I see a lot, of, a lot of things on Instagram that are just like, nothing ever happened. <laughs> but I'm not teaching like that. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, you know, I think that that's the thing. And even whether it's the pandemic or the rest of your life or any aspect of your life, it's about boundaries. Yeah and which boundaries you're willing to cross, which boundaries you're holding fast to. Um, I know Kimberly and I, like, what, has it been 20 months? I don't know when. Wow. Um, but we started to not have classes pretty much immediately when things started going south. Yeah. Um, because we felt that the the well-being of others was important,
1: yeah. And I think we also took longer to get back in than mm-hmm. many people did too. Yeah. I mean, I live in Los Angeles and the mandates for my city have been extreme. Uh, one of the most, you know, regulated uh, cities in the United States for sure, you know. Yeah. And so just being able to find a space where I feel comfortable being able to teach in person again has taken me a long time. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I also teach children. And so that made a huge difference for me personally as well, because a lot of the children who I teach are not or were not in the categories that could be vaccinated so mm-hmm. that made a big difference in the boundaries that i wanted to set for myself and mm-hmm. for my students to keep them safe i also have personal boundaries that i need to acknowledge as well because my mother has an autoimmune disorder and she also lives with my 98 year old grandmother and so you know these things make my situation and the, the boundaries that I have personally different than what other people potentially may have for themselves. And <clears throat> I acknowledge that not everybody's in the same position, you know? And, and um, but these things have, have made me feel like it's safer to go out and teach in-person classes again, which I only <clears throat> started doing in September this year.
0: Yeah. And I think that I have, I mean, I started doing a couple of classes in public, well, a couple of corporate classes, um, but overall I've, I've diminished a lot of stuff. Most of my stuff has been online um, because I didn't feel comfortable. And also just because for me, I would hate to be the cause of someone to go into medical bankruptcy because that's the number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States. Um, and I work part-time with people with developmental disabilities and I write their, uh, individual service plans and reports about living independently. And a lot of the people that I work with do have, um, well, they're a vulnerable population. Some have autoimmune, uh, issues as well. Um, and so like, I want to make sure that I'm not a person that's carrying things from person to person. And even when uh, the employer that I work for said we didn't have to wear masks anymore, I still wear a mask because, you know, I have the couple of classes that I'm teaching in person. And then I'm also working with these, with people who may have um, medical issues. And so wearing my mask just across the board just makes me feel comfortable because I'm able to um, serve people fully without worrying that I'm going to cause them health issues. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I'm going to be doing two pop-up classes this month in November. I haven't taught, I used to teach pop-up classes in my home with somewhat regularity um, over the years. And I have not taught anything because of this concern and Mm -hmm. Because I am doing that. I'm only having a very small amount of people. I'm not going to fill it to capacity and everybody has to be vaccinated and everybody has to wear a mask because that's, those are my boundaries because like I said, I don't want to be the cause. (laughs) Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that everybody, you know, is looking at things in a different perspective at points, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't admonish anybody who is, deciding to do differently, but we have to make, you know, we have to set those boundaries and then make the protocols to be able to Mm -hmm. align the boundary with what we expect. Our students, our community, whoever's come crossing our paths, hey, you know, okay, on this website, on my class schedule, it says, hey, you need to wear a mask the whole time that we're practicing, you need to be vaccinated. And this is what we expect of you, you know, as you practice with us, because Mm -hmm. then it's all laid out for people ahead of time. And therefore it's not like, well, I didn't know, I didn't know it was supposed to, you know, because that's, that's going to make a riff in your teaching is going to make you feel uncomfortable. And if Mm -hmm. people don't have like a specific expectation of what they should be doing, then you're just gonna have wishy-washy everybody doing whatever. And yeah. you may feel uncomfortable, your students might feel uncomfortable. You know, you have to be able to communicate really effectively about those boundaries in your protocols for mm-hmm. what you're doing um, as a teacher.
0: Yeah. And what I had decided when I was going to open up doing a few classes in my home is I had posted online. And then people responded and those who responded, I emailed them and I said, well, I posted that I was going to have small classes and that they had to be masked and vaxxed. And then when people responded that they would like to, then I personally sent a message like, you know, this is how many people I'm going to have. You have to be masked and vaxxed so that my boundaries were clear. And I mean, in the end, my hope is for them to be safe, right? (laughs) Not just my own. I mean, we talked about death in our last episode. I've already won the lottery. Like I've lived a long time. I mean, I'm eager to live longer, but if it doesn't happen, that's fine. Um, But I don't want to be the cause to to someone else's demise, you know? And
1: You don't want to be the person that gets other people sick. And I think we've been locked in our house for a long time. Like, and it's not, for me at least, it's not just time to just be like, well, whatever, like, what did we do this whole time for, you know, like, what what was that? Um, But, you know, everybody's level of comfort and what they feel like is, is okay for them um, is varying, you know, Mm. so some of the protocols for the schools that I teach in, um, you know, I get tested weekly, even though I have my vaccine and my booster, because I'm a ten- essentially a school teacher. Um, I get tested weekly, I have my vaccinations. And then we also have, you know, a line of communication <laughs> that ha- that is through the school, that if we do have positive cases, if we're in close contact, we're notified, like all of those things. So those protocols are laid out very clearly, and I was very grateful that the school is doing so much to try to keep, you know, all of us safe because my the school I teach in is actually a K through K-12 environment, so everybody, you know, there are some people who are capable of getting vaccinated and we still, you know, are working towards getting our younger uh, students mm-hmm. vaccinated as well. So, you know, just having those protocols in place made me feel like, This is a more comfortable uh, place for me to teach in. And Mm -hmm. I can assume the risk that is involved in being in this environment because people are taking these precautions. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's different for everybody. Everybody else has, has, you know, different choices. And other Mm -hmm. schools, when I teach, you know, inside, and the school that I'm teaching, middle school, uh, we're masked all the time. So Mm -hmm. we are wearing yoga, we are doing yoga, wearing a mask. And uh, tell us your thoughts, Thea, about yoga, wearing a mask.
0: (laughs) It's not as hard as people make
1: it sound. (laughs) I mean,
0: it's like doing anything for the first time. It's uncomfortable, right? But with time, you can
1: get used to it. (laughs) Yeah, and Um, I mentioned in the check-in that I did uh, for the other episode that, you know, Try uh, different masks. Certain masks for certain practices are a little bit easier. Other masks, like I was wearing a mask the other day and I just noticed that every time I breathed in, like the mask was like going Uh, towards my mouth. Yeah. No, it was like like sucking in towards my mouth. And I was like, this is not good. Uh, So knowing like which masks fit your face and feel comfortable in trying different ones can be helpful in navigating, you mm-hmm. know, teaching, wearing a mask. It is weird. Of yeah. course it's weird. And I, I mean, I haven't seen many of my students entire face, you know, until their yearbook mm-hmm. pictures came out and I was like, Oh, that's what they look like. <laughs> Cause you just see yeah. the forehead and eyes. And even then some of them wear a hood. I'm like, I have no idea what you look like. which is weird, but, you know, we have to adjust, I can't be like, no yoga, because I don't, you know, it's like, no, obviously, they benefit from practicing together, being in the space with one another, and, you know, we have to make adjustments, and that's what's mm-hmm. hard for people. People yeah. don't like adjustments. They don't yeah. like different things. They want everything to be the same. This is the way it always has been. Why does it have to be, blah, 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 you know? And so then you suffer because yeah. you're not adaptable. Yeah.
0: And like, you know, I haven't been to a public yoga class since the beginning of the pandemic, which I believe Kimberly's the same. Um, and maybe I'll reevaluate it down the line. But I live in Orange County where masks are optional Mm -hmm. and I just don't feel comfortable going to a class with a bunch of people breathing on me, (laughs) you know? And like, like we said at the beginning, like with me doing this class, like I made sure people knew my protocols, like masks, social distancing and vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in the end it's about, you know, there's plenty of people that they can go to someone else's class that aren't going to require those things. Right. There's Um, lots
1: of opportunities for people to have, you know, other arrangements for practice and you don't have to be you don't have to compromise your safety or your feeling of being safe or or protecting somebody (laughs) that you need to in order to make everybody happy. Yeah. There's not going to be everyone happy. No one's ever going to be. No one. No, that's to 100% never happen. happiness is not, nah. you know, is there's no, uh, we're not going for that goal. It's not realistic. So <laughs> we just have to make it work and see how <laughs> we can adjust. You know, today it was yeah. like the first time where we were doing restorative yoga and I noticed one of my students. And I was like, "Excuse me, you need to put your mask on." He's like, "Oh, I was so relaxed; I didn't, didn't want to wear it." I was like, "Ah, uh, no, that's, <laughs>
0: that's
1: that's not uh, the the way that this goes, buddy. We gotta put the mask back on, you know." And yeah, it just it is different. Mm-hmm. But I also have children who are two, three, and four wearing yeah. their mask the entire time. Okay. And if a
0: two-year-old can do it, you can do it. If a two-year-old <laughs> can do it,
1: you can do it. And like. if you can't do it, you can find someone who's okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, you know. but Or you practice at home and, you know, don't yeah. wear your mask. That's fine, you know. Like there's space where you practice outside where they don't need you. It, like whatever. There's lots of different things yeah. that you can do if you don't want to wear that mask. But if somebody is asking you to wear a mask because they would like that, to be a protection for their students, then that's the boundary and that's yeah. the protocol. We don't go in being like, I'm not wearing my mask. No.
0: Yeah. Like, There's free will, right? You get yeah. to choose not to wear a mask. but And you I get leave. To cho- <laughs> I get to choose for you not to be present. Yeah. Right? And like- you don't
1: get to go into the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's your own home, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. that's your own space. So, you know how we share space with one another, there are boundaries in that. Yeah. And we need to be respectful of them and, and know that people are going to have different boundaries than we are. They're playing mm. people, going to giant parties and doing all kinds of stuff, yeah. you know. And that's just not where I'm at. Yeah. And everybody's going to make their choices. Um, but yeah. what your boundaries are and your protocols are, you know, they may be one thing at a certain point and then you might have to adjust and reevaluate what those protocols are later on mm. down the road you know yeah. if it's not yeah. working you don't have to continue to suffer in the way that it is you can adjust it you know yeah. just be honest with your communication and say you're adjusting it for You're adjusting it to this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't even really have to say why. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to, do it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know.
0: And you have the permission to change, like once you feel safer, right? Like if things, if numbers are dwindling, things are getting better, and you don't want to wear a mask, and other people don't want to wear a mask, and numbers are have dropped. Um, And you're super cautious like me or Kimberly, you might want to reevaluate like, okay, numbers are diminishing. People are doing better. But, you know, I've I've come to uh, think that I'm probably going to be wearing masks indoors for the next six months, (laughs) at least, you know. Um, But, you know, everybody has a choice
1: and it might be different, you know, like and and we can't just be to hold into uh, one thing which is what got us in a lot of the trouble that we're in in the pandemic in the first place like nobody could well you change your mind about it now they can't wear you know like everybody we just have to try our best we just have to see what we can do and know that at some point in time the potential of us having to change something is Mm -hmm. probably gonna happen and we're gonna have to adjust over and over again whether we want to or not
0: (laughs) yep exactly but that's the great thing about being human is even though we may not like it we are very adaptable (laughs) we may not want to change but we can this whole this last two years has shown us how much we can change and adjust
1: yes and so you know if you're still being cautious if you're not Life is not exactly the same, you know, the way it was pre-pandemic. Like, I want you to know that you're not a weirdo. (laughs) Or you might be a weirdo. Maybe you are like us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's everybody has to make their choices and allow themselves to be safe in a way that is effective and, and helpful to them. And it's personal, you know mm-hmm exactly so, so I think that's it <laughs> in, yeah we're interested in seeing what your adjustments are if you've had any if you had to make adjustments in your structure of your classes and even like I'll say you know part of coming back to school I was just telling Dia is that I got for one of my classes a $15 raise like that's mm-hmm. great you know, like I'm very grateful yeah. for that. So there might be those kind of adjustments too, where you have to yeah. increase pricing to deal with the offset of not teaching for 20 months. Like that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and things cost different amounts yeah. now Gases. than they did before. Yeah. Yeah. Getting between Gases. places costs more. Yeah. Getting between places, you know, all you may have done a lot of extra training during the time that you're, you know, not teaching that—that that also costed you money, you know, and time. So figuring that into your adjustments as well for pricing can be something mm-hmm. to consider, also.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Totally. Well, thank you for well, listening. Well, we are going to
1: gonna go. Yes, yeah, we are <laughs> going to go on a winter break for hiatus. a little while. Yes, a little mm-hmm. hiatus, um, just to kind of take a little bit of time to be with our families and breathe and mm-hmm. be and so we hope to hear we'll let you know when we're coming back and we'll please reach out to us if you have any questions you can listen to the archives of the podcast lots of things you can catch up on while we're gone so don't mm-hmm. worry about that and uh, thank you so much thank
0: you and we'll see you in the new year bye Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Don't Suffer Like Us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Don't Suffer Like Us to join the conversation. For more information regarding Kimberly Fujitaki's Little Heroes Yoga Teacher Training, visit www.littleheroesyoga.com. If you are interested in finding out more about Yoga Nidra and Guided Imagery Teacher Training with Thea Pichel, visit www.theapichel.com.